please, no! Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Quarter Life Crisis. I am your host, D-Rec, a.k.a. the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. Here with me is my lovely co-host, uh, the guy who will always offer to dress up as Santa so that he can eat all the cookies. Uh, Hunty, how you doing, man? Dude, I, I love cookies, man. I love me some cookies, man. <laughs> Uh, Hunter, actually, for the first time, we're recording this in the same place. I know, it's live. Uh, we're it's doing live. this live. Hunter decided to grace me with his presence at my yeah. home. Uh, in reality, he just wanted to drink beer and watch football, but uh, we decided to knock out two birds with one stone. Uh, speaking of drinking beer, what are you drinking tonight, Hunty? Today, I have a Samuel Adams White Christmas with ale and with spice. And it's disgusting, if I, I do say so myself. Joe, how do you think about this beer? You tasted it. What do you think? I think... It's a good beer. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, we have Joe joining us, my, my lovely roommate Joe. Um, personally, I am drinking a uh, Highlight, also known as a JLA for one Miss Maggie Fritz and one Mr. Andy Shell from Cigar City, which is absolutely delicious. And they absolutely kicked my butt last time I drank them. So you know, for about 10 time. seconds, you're sit- it's sitting next to a Heineken, and when you said hi, I thought you were saying Heineken, and I was like, dare. Dude, no, Heineken makes me sick, man. I can't drink Heineken. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> um, all right, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, First of all, last week we talked a little bit about our favorite Christmas song or movies. Okay. So this week, Hunter, I want to know about your top three favorite Christmas songs. And I want this in two different lists, okay? Okay. okay. I want to hear the classic Christmas songs that you think of when you associate with Christmas and also the new ones that just uh, all these new artists are coming out with that you just bump whenever Christmas comes around. Hmm. I can also go first if it helps you out. Okay. Before I'm going to let you go. But before you go, are we counting Mariah Carey's All I Want to... All I want for Christmas is you. You can count is that, that a in classic list. or a current. Oh, that's a current. Okay, you go first. So, starting off my current number three. Funnily enough, you should say is Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." You don't say. I dropped that to number three mainly because it's such a good song, but I am so so sick of hearing it. I just don't want to hear it anymore. It, it when it comes on once or twice in in like a full day, I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I can jam to this. But uh-huh. I mean, you had it on a party playlist last last uh, weekend, and I heard it about three times in the first twenty minutes I was there, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm ready to move along. It gets a little old after a few plays. Um, number two, I'm going to give it to somebody I actually don't really care for that much, Miss Ariana Grande with Santa Tell Me. That is the first song on your Tis the Season playlist. And I'm telling you, man, every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, tell me if he's really there. I love yeah. that so much. But number one, I will actually give it to Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays by one Mr. NSYNC. Mr. NSYNC, the one entity. It, it just gets you in the mood. It, it's all-inclusive of all uh, of all people celebrating. And I just think it's quite possibly the song that gets me the most hype when I listen to it nowadays. Uh, personally, what's your what's your top three uh, modern Christmas songs? Modern? Ooh. Okay, so I think my third is probably Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Ooh. I love that one. I just, like, I don't know. It just makes me, it makes me like, appreciate the season. Tis the season for the reason, man. I just think it's like it's it's a good time. I just like listening to it. Uh, number two would probably be um, "Like It's Christmas" by the Jonas Brothers. Recent song. I just that song could be it. Literally could be a like summertime hit, and it's about Christmas. That's Dude, how good it is. The Jonas Brothers resurgence has been one of the best things to happen to me in the last few it's years. <laughs> it's I incredible. Love, I love them, and I love that song. It's amazing. And then my number one is always "All I Want for Christmas to You." By wow, you're such a I, 
basic. I'm sorry. It's such a good song. I love that song. I will play it over and over just so it bothers you, and I appreciate it. I'll yeah. always have a good time. It works, man. Um, okay, so I guess after we're done with Hunter being basic, uh, we'll move back to right. the classic Christmas songs cool. that um, millions of people have covered, so nobody actually knows who originally sings them. Okay. Um, personally, my top three list starts off with a little ditty called Christmas Shoes. It was, yeah. I think, the first song I have ever heard that actually made me cry. The song is beautiful. Katie absolutely hates it. She thinks it's so cheesy, so lame. Uh-huh. But I'm just like, it gets me every time. When he, when he said, Mama's going to look so great, and then he runs out with the shoes, it, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is actually uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. And I know there's the whole controversy surrounding it. where it's kind, of, it's kind of a little creepy, but I think overall the only creepy part about it is when she says, say what's in this drink, and he kind of ignores the question. That's when it gets a little creepy. But otherwise, it, it's fun. It's flirty. I like it a lot. I think it's a really great song. But I do think that the best the best classic Christmas song of all time is Sleigh Ride. And the only reason being, it's because it's featured prominently in the best Christmas movie of all time, known as Elf, starring Will Ferrell. Mm. Sleigh Ride is absolutely incredible. And it, I just there's a birthday party at the home of Farmer Gray, and that's all I really need to know about this Christmas. True. Um, I think for me, um, there's a rendition of Let It Snow by Frank Sinatra that I really do enjoy because I I also love me some Frank Sinatra um, and he's one of the only artists that I can sing to without having to strain my voice and I appreciate it. Um, I also like It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. That is, every time I hear it, there's like a like a warm fire going. It's classic. It's classic. I literally kind of cry a little bit. It's amazing. Um... I'm trying to think of what's my number one, like, classic. Because, like, Wham's not classic. <laughs> Wham is the 90s. Well, what song are you thinking of? Uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Well, that's a, cla- that's a classic I don't song. think it's a classic. But I don't want to count this as my classic. Um, also, Chris Brown covered it. And, yeah, <laughs> Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I really enjoy, I think when I think of, like, Christmas and I think of just, like, hanging out, um hanging out and just like by the fireplace getting ready for Christmas season might be like Christmas Eve 23rd 22nd I don't really know but when I hear Joy to the World by Nat King Cole that song I, I don't know it's just like it's so it's like upbeat enough I'm serious <laughs> no like, no I'm sorry I'm laughing because when you first said Joy to the World my mind went to the um, Joy to the Fishes in the Deep Blue Sea <laughs> that Joy to the World no <laughs> I'm like that's not, not a Christmas song not that one um but no, Nat King Cole, like he's, he was one of the only artists with Frank Sinatra that didn't need like any auto-tuning or anything to help his voice. He just naturally was that good. And it's like so warm and inviting. It's like, it's like, it makes me feel happy and I like it. So that's my number one. All, all I know is that you and I have been blasting Christmas music since probably, you know, November 2nd. Uh, I, I, I've been listening to your actually created Spotify playlist, Tis the Season, because it, it kind of hits, it kind of hits, and the wow. first song on it, it, well, second song on it, is Santa Tell Me. True. You, you gotta love that. True. Um, so we're getting in the Christmas season, uh, we have been for the past couple months, and we're only, we're less than two weeks away until Christmas, how you feeling? Uh, I ordered my last gift today, so we're thriving. That's you know, impressive, pay, I still yeah, have to yeah. order a bunch of gifts anyways. Yeah, well, because payday's tomorrow, so it's going to replenish the account. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that would be nice. That yeah, would be nice. my last cord page. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad, but happy. Oh, man. You still got, like, three other sources of income. You're fine. Bro, I made $5,000. I don't know where I went. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Now that everyone knows how much money I make. <laughs> we're going to move along into our recurring segment of uh, embarrassing stories. 
And Hunter, one one subject that is always embarrassing to uh, everybody that, that's growing up is that we everyone has a first crush. Oh no! You find it's, ah. it's like it's like your kindergarten or first grade year. You see somebody that you're just like, man, they're very pretty or they're very handsome or they're very good looking, and I, I just I just want to be around them. But you don't know how to handle it, and the only way you know how to do it is pull her hair when you're uh, going to recess and just moving along in your way. So having a first crush is not always the best time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Hunter, I want to know an embarrassing story from you. <laughs> About the first girl you were crushing on. Oh, um, and I can, as oh. always, I can go first if you need me to. You go first because, like, my first crush, nothing embarrassing happened because I was like literally five. See, it, um, it, mine, mine definitely stretched out to something embarrassing. Okay. Go um, so my first crush, uh, I met her when I was in first grade. Her name was Kelsey, and I only use her real name because we're like good friends now. Um, and I was just like, wow. This is a girl that is pretty and she talks to me. So obviously six-year-old me was absolutely in love with her. Natural chemistry. Yeah. But of course, because I was such a little shy child, I had no no plans to go up and talk to her. And I was just like admiring from afar. Just like, yeah, one day we'll be in love. and just never happened. And I had a crush on this girl from first grade until fifth grade. Dude, I was just it – was, it was bad. It was like – every definition of the word crush it hurt man um so actually the embarrassing part doesn't even uh, uh matter when it comes around her it was embarrassing because of another guy in the equation so when we were in fifth grade <laughs> hunter is giving you the best face right now when we were in fifth grade uh, a friend of ours had a birthday party um at uh, at her house and she had a pool and so it was like a beach kind of theme party it was a lot of fun uh-huh and this other guy, um, we're going to refer to him as Max. I haven't talked to the dude in years, but, you know, you never know who's out there. Interesting Prote protecting the like innocent. Like um, Max also also had a crush on Kelsey. Um, and he very clearly knew that I did, even though I never talked about it. And he really disliked me for it. He, spicy, he just dude. didn't want to talk to me about it. Like, I just remember there was a time in, in class when... Uh, our he sat next to her and our desks got switched and he like pouted about it for like an hour like so that, that, that's kind of where oh, we're that's at some salt. so at this birthday party we had a we had a water balloon fight okay and uh, Max had the water balloon in his hand and he's like I'm gonna name my water balloon Kelsey and he took the water balloon and was just like this is my water balloon I'm not throwing it and he just held it he held it to himself and me being the annoying little brat that I was I took the water balloon and I threw it and it burst on the wall. <laughs> And so, uh, Max, in his uh, in his infinite wisdom, thought it was a good idea to take a plastic fork and stab me in the arm with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so this escalated to oh the point goodness. where I got All into right. the very first fight of my life, and I threw a punch and I hit him in the nose, and his nose started bleeding, and then he tackled me into the pool. And so we were kind of like not actually fighting, but definitely just like slap fighting up in the pool. Oh. And so our friends, uh, our friend whose house it was, uh, her mom came and got us and took us inside and made us sit in separate corners of the living room for 45 minutes. Oh my God, amazing. And we never spoke again. <laughs> so I didn't have anything to do with the girl I had a crush on. It was all like this other dude. And uh, Kelsey, if you're listening to this, even though you're definitely not, um, I won. So, you know, uh, obviously I cared more about you when we were 10. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Big shot. Tell me about I'm your, your first crush story. Okay. So my first real crush 
also crushed on me, so it doesn't count. Um, but we were also five. In okay, um, so. big dog. <laughs> just because I'm a big dog doesn't mean no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so fifth grade, set the scene for you. There was this girl who ended up going to school with me through middle school, high school, and the University of Maryland. Oh shoot! So I've known this girl for a long time since about the fifth grade. Excuse me, when she moved to my town. I sounded like ultimate hick there when I just said that. You did. Okay. Um, and I was just like, you know, I was like, wow, this girl's like really attractive and she's like really pretty. And like me being like, you know, pre-pubescent, basically almost at puberty, Hunter was like, you got to do something about it. So I like really decided I was going to make my move. This is probably the slowest I moved in a relationship ever. Um, which you don't was, say. Yeah, literally. That's why I said it. Um, it was around Valentine's Day. This was 2009. Aww. 2009. I you were a whole 12 years old. 11, thank you. Um, because I'm a young one. So I uh, decided to make this necklace. One of those like bead necklaces that have all the letters on them. It spelled out her name. And then I'd give it to her. when we like You know, everyone like in, in elementary school passed out Valentine's for the whole class. That is so 2009. Yeah, you know, you know they all do that. And so, um, um, so I decided... I was going to like make a necklace with her name on it, but it, hers was going to be separate apart from everyone else's because Ooh. everyone was just going to get a Valentine like with like Iron Man or something. I don't really know. Um, but she was going to get that plus this necklace. Ooh. Right. So we're getting real spicy with it. And so I made it. I spent like a solid 15 minutes on it, made it, put on the string. It was great. Really tacky, really stupid. My mom, my mom was like, you go for it. You got it, sweetie. And I was like, okay, mom, this is weird. And then I walk into class and I like give it to her. Well, I give all the Valentines and I get to her and I like had it in like a baggie because I didn't understand like how romance worked and I still don't. <laughs> uh, because I was 11 and now I'm 22 and still don't get it. Uh, but I, I like basically gave it to her and then just like closed my eyes a little bit then walked away and then sat down. Guess what happened? What happened? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I was like, this is this is the most trash and I hate this so much because this is before anyone like in my town like had cell phones. Like maybe one person did, but like who are they gonna text? You know what I mean? Like no one Nobody else has a cell phone right? now. They're like they just have it to have it. So like no one talked about it, no one knew about it. then one day I got cornered on the playground at recess and it was like crazy. It was like crazy about it. I got cornered on the playground at recess and like this one girl who was friends with her was like, yo, why did you give her this? Like, this is crazy. Like, why would you do that? She doesn't like you. And I was like, okay, bye. And just like kind of walked away and was just like, it was kind of embarrassing, really sad. So now, since then, I have had zero luck with women and um, I'm just going to be alone forever. So. Zero luck with women. Okay. Drinking, but not in the relationship kind, Darren. <laughs> um, I'd ask I'd ask our live studio audience about his first crush, but I know he doesn't like girls yet, so I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'll talk. <laughs> talk joke yeah. here oh joe, you're making us drinks man we're always doing the podcast here joe is incredible okay so for for context um derek and i have had a few beverages this evening <laughs> just a few um and joe is now what are you making us joe oh i think he's making us the spiked cider oh, oh no i'm excited oh god oh no i have to drive in the morning <laughs> i have to go to work in the morning dude chill so do i okay not real work though um moving along thank you for telling me about your uh, embarrassing yeah, uh, first crush story it was, rough. it was rough i cried about it <laughs> that was a lot that was like probably one of the last times i genuinely cried besides when my grandparents died okay oh, sorry about that man yeah dude um speaking of crying um because i don't have a good segue into this um <laughs> 
Hunter, you and I have been watching and discussing a lot of um, High School Musical Musical the series. My favorite show. And if you guys said six tomorrow. And if you don't know who what that is, is High School Musical the Musical the series is a Disney Plus original where it takes place at the high school where High School Musical was filmed, and students at the high school are putting on a production and just drama ensues. And it's the worst <laughs> but best show of all time. No pun intended. Yeah, hey, you know. Um, so, I actually don't want to talk in detail about High School Musical, the musical series. Okay. Even though how incredible it is. I think we should do, like, once it's over, like, a se- season recap of it. Yes, we should. Anyways, that's, that's weeks away. What I want to know is, since Disney Plus uh, has uh, surfaced in the last, what is it, a month and a half ago about? It's about a month. No, yeah. it's, no it's a, what's today? It's the 12th. It's a month today. Oh, it's exactly a month yeah. today. Um, I have a feeling Disney is going to be doing this where they're kind of revamping their old uh, properties and old IPs where they uh, give them into new series. So if there okay. was a series or if there was a movie or a Disney property that you would really like to see adapted into a series, mm. what would you like to see? And I will go first because I've been thinking about this for a very long time. And I have oh, I know. I have, th- I, have th- I have three thoughts and two of them I'm actually not going to talk about um, because they're like not – I mean, well, first of all, the first one is Sky High, which is we, one of the best Disney Channel say, original movies of that. all time. But um, our good friend Arona, Arona, she wants to be on the podcast and that's what's to be uh, one of her topics. So I'll, I'll, Arona, I'm holding that for you. Um, two is this is kind of a cop out because Disney owns Marvel now. I really want to see a series about Spider Man where Miles Morales is the main character because he's been he's been depicted in a couple media like the in the Spider Verse movie and he's been in a couple episodes of like Spider Man cartoons. But I want to see a series with just Miles. Like I think that would be really incredible. Uh-huh. But the movie that I really want to see adapted into a TV show is Twitches with Tia and Tamara Mari. I remember when, the, when Twitches first came out, I was like eight years old and I thought it was so good and I was just so obsessed with it. And of course, there's these two pretty girls that are playing magic people on, on TV and I absolutely yeah. loved it. And I think seeing that adapted into a series would mm-hmm. kind of be like, like we already had Wizards of Waverly Place yeah. where they kind of like took supernatural stuff and put it into the real world and like they're like, oh, they're real teens with a special secret. I want to see the Twitches grow up I forget their names now I think about it but I want to see the Twitches grow up in the magical realm and see it's kind of like it would be like cool like fantasy high school drama I think that would be really cool and it doesn't have to be Tia and Tamara Mari because they're like probably in their 30s now and they couldn't pass as high school students but like it could be like they could do like a girl meets world type thing where it's their kids and mm-hmm. they could do it they could do it in a in high school I think it'd be really cool I would love to see I, I've always been like really obsessed with like fantasy crap and like magic stuff I really, really think that Twitches as a, as a TV series would be incredible. Mm. You know, you know, you know what I think would make an actually a very interesting series. What's that? Toy Story. Really? Yeah, because like, okay, they go on so many. Maybe Toy Story. I'm gonna go a flip flop between the Toy Story, Toy Story, and The Incredibles. I think The Incredibles would make a fantastic TV show. I think The Incredibles would be really But I also good. think Toy Story has, like, the same elements as The Incredibles that can make it a really good series. And the fact that, like, Toy Story, they're able to have four movies, albeit how many years apart were all those movies, like, one and two and then three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they were able to get into so much trouble. And, like, each individual aspect of those movies could be its own, like, episode, if you will. And, like, could make a prolonged, like, series-long version of, show, of like, shows. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like such an interesting concept. Like, what could a bunch of kids' toys get into? Like, what could they explore? What could they? Excuse me. What could they see? What could they do? You were doing it earlier. So You're drinking too much, brother. Shut up. Um, 
I want the record to be shown that Derek took a bite of food and went. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, but I also think The Incredibles at the same time, like obviously, would make an amazing show. Would oh, be yeah. awesome, just because they're like superheroes. But I think Toy Story, like you're missing a lot of like character development and depth from all of those different toys and like what they could explore and what they could accomplish. You could have individual episodes for like all the different toys. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like yeah, imagine yeah. imagine an episode on just Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Oh, that wouldn't would be that be amazing? Drama just filled. Just one episode like 30 to 40 minutes just Disney Plus just like Disney Pixar just amazing. It would it would be so fun. <laughs> I'm imagining every episode and every like character having a different theme like Woody's would be like an old Clint Eastwood western. Right. And like Buzz's would like, be like, like a Star, Star Trek. Wars, yeah. Star Trek Star- <laughs> then you have like, you know, what, what the hell's a dinosaur's name? Rex? Uh, Rex. The yeah. T-Rex's name is Rex. I want to call him Tex. I don't <laughs> know why. Um but, you know, imagine, like, like Rex would be, like, this, like, old prehistoric, like, you know, like, Ross from Friends type deal. Just, like, <laughs> all this, like, fossils and stuff. It'd be, it'd be amazing. It'd be awesome. Mm, so, really those cool. are... Those are my two, and I'm sticking by them. I think those are those would be fun. Now, I will say what I did see on the social media the other day um, was that Rick Reardon was in. California. I'm sorry, did you say Reardon? That's his name. That's Reardon. I don't know. Really <laughs> He's not listening to this, so it's fine. Um, but <laughs> you don't know that the author of the Percy Jackson series, yeah, whatever go. his name is, um, was in Los Angeles the other day uh, talking with Disney. Oh my God, are they rebooting it? He wants it to happen because there was such a big social media push for Disney to produce. Because Kevin Feige is now like he's like a, he's not just Marvel, but he's also like a Disney like consultant, right. basically on like shows and stuff. Um, that they want a um, the, he, he's pushing for a Percy Jackson either series or movie reboot. Oh and my I think god, Percy! I mean, like the books make easy movies, but I think that as a series would be phenomenal right because you're, you're it's so untapped the potential you have with greek mythology it's unbelievable watching the watching the movies really upset me as a kid like i i, I didn't i watched the first movie before i wa- read the first book and i was like i mean that was okay and then i read the first book i'm like wow that movie was garbage <laughs> like yeah the it, movies were so they were bad. not they were not good at all and i i mean this is probably my my hottest take of all time i am i think the percy jackson series is overall better than the Harry Potter series and I'm gonna make a lot of people really mad by saying that but it's my personal opinion and I think given the right directing oh, oh my no. god Joe oh, Pazula no. is this warm? coming by with the oh, hot not only is it warm it's si- hot oh, oh that's hot spike cider it's a double it's a double it's a double Joe Joe is trying to kill us oh, tonight god. Okay. this is a this is a tipsy episode of the podcast um anyways uh, I really just I, I think that um the Percy Jackson series would be incredible and I really hope I really hope Kevin Feige directs it. That would be an amazing set of movies to have Kevin Feige producing Percy Jackson. Oh, that would be amazing. I literally ride. Those movies would be amazing. Oh, God. Well, hopefully we see any of these series uh, in the near future uh, on um, Disney Plus because I know that I've been taking full advantage of our prescription. Here's another one I just thought of Um, Brave. Yeah. Brave would be awesome as a series. Yeah, I mean, dude, the yeah. amount of like Scottish like skirmishes, Scottish skirmishes. If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that. Oh. A callback. Uh, shut up! Oh my god. All right. Well, we're moving on from the the series because I uh, maybe who knows? Uh, maybe Kevin Feige will hear this podcast and be like, yeah, that, that's a really good idea. Um, so speaking of movies that we'd like to see, Hunter, we're going to do something incredible right now. 
And that's a fun pun because we're going to talk about the Incredibles in a second. Nice, dude. But I have created, with a special help from my uh, amazing roommate Joe Pizzula, the definitive, definitive Disney movie tournament bracket. Okay. And I think it would be a lot of fun if you and I talked about it here, where we decide what we think the matchups would be and who would win. And then we give the bracket out to our friends, our uh, listeners, our family, and they get to vote on and decide our fate and which one of us has the better Disney bracket. Fate. Brave reference. Nice. Yeah, sure. I, I had the chance to change it. So today, we're going to go through the first round, the round of 64, each okay. of the matchups. Okay. I already have my bracket filled out. Okay. You're going to do it yourself. You're going to do it yourself. Nice. And um, <laughs> once we're done with this, we'll send it out to our friends. We'll get their data and we'll see... Uh, eventually, okay. um, who has who's better at just March Madness in general? Okay, you know what I'm saying okay. Okay, so. so we do have four divisions. We have the Princess Division, the Classic Division, the Pixar Division. Now that uh, Disney's own or Pixar is owned by Disney, and the Modern Division. So just the to define them, Pixar obviously is movies that were made by Pixar. Princess is where one of the main characters is to be considered a Disney princess, quote-unquote. The classic uh, is anything that came out before, or year 1999 and before, and modern is 2000 and beyond. So we're going to start this off with the very first round. It is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves versus Pocahontas. What's Mm. your take? Mmm. Oh, God. that's actually tougher than it looks. It's really not. (laughs) I mean, I I like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, I'm going to choose that. Uh the downfalls for Pocahontas are the fact that, okay, number one, they had Moose in Jamestown, Virginia, <laughs> yeah, which at 16, whatever, was still not possible. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. They had literal Moose. And I was like, that's not true. Number two, they, like, glossed over, like, the racial genocide that was happening there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was happening. Pitting Native Americans against each other, and then also, like, the English were like, forget these people and just killed them all. Um, so... It's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's a better movie. It's a better movie. Better, I agree with you. Pocahontas, I've always thought, was super mediocre. Um, it's a fun... Like, I'll enjoy watching it because I, I'm appreciative of history, even if it's, like, falsified. But yeah. um, <laughs> I just... You know, it's fine. It's, but Snow White is a classic. I love that movie. I also want to point this out. This is laid out like a regular tournament bracket with seeds and such. Um, the seeding of each division was um, determined by the Rotten Tomatoes score of each movie. So uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, out of all the princess movie, was seeded number one. And Pocahontas was seeded number 16. I still think, though, Pocahontas had like an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. So as, as far as the princess movie goes, we're not really getting any kind of bad uh, bad juju here. Uh, so yeah, I also agree. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs wins this uh, wins this round. Hunter, Tinkerbell versus Tangled. Tangled, 100%. Tangled, 100%. Tangled, 100%. You don't even have to say it. Jesus. You don't even have to say it. it what even is Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell was the movie that I put in because I couldn't think of 16 Disney princess movies. Dude, that's an offshoot of like... It's a spin-off movie. It's like it's like the what was the spin-off that um Matt LeBlanc did after Friends ended? I don't even know. It was like called it was I think it was literally just called Joey. That's it, what Tinkerbell was. It wasn't was. important is what the question the point here. <laughs> Moving on to something that actually might be a might be a challenge. I don't think so. Beauty and the Beast versus Princess and the Frog. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Come on. Easy. Come on. Come on. Princess and the Frog, good representation, good appreciation of like Creole culture, but like Beauty and the Beast is Beauty and the Beast is, like, important for the message it sends to people where it's, like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but also it's underneath the surface, not on the surface. Yeah. So, And as a, as a person who has struggled with that, I agree. 
And it, it, it's the whole thing of, like, it's not even nostalgia blindness. Like, Beauty and the Beast is just a good movie. Well, that's really good. <laughs> that's amazing. And the, honestly, the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast wasn't bad. It was probably the best Disney live-action remake I've it. seen. Um, I'm also in, like, Emma Watson, obviously. Come on. Um, but <laughs> also, like, I mean, I forget who played the Beast, but oh, they had Josh Groban do the version of um, Evermore. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, very well. Ooh. So, yeah, Beauty and the Beast wins hands down. This is oh, where boy. Hunter and I will get into an argument. Aladdin versus Hercules. <sighs> I gotta go with my boy Herc, man. Explain. My boy Herc. Okay, so the music is better than Aladdin. Okay, okay? I will concede the that. The soundtrack is better. The storyline is they have a better villain than Jafar. You cannot tell me that Hades is better than Jafar, or worse than Jafar. Okay? Keep, okay, keep talking. Hades is better than Jafar. Keep talking. Also, the hero has to go through way more conquests than Aladdin does. Aladdin's just a poor guy who just has to, like, beat some guys. Hercules has to, like, prove himself as a god. Do you know how hard that is? Like, because he's half god. He's not full god, okay? And then on top of that, like, I know what you say about Meg and how she's just, like, kind of whiny and annoying until the end. But, like, no. She actually, like, pushes Hercules to be a better guy and then makes him be better at the end. And then she's like, okay, I believe you. Like, you're okay. But she still has the higher ground and the authority. Like, she's a... I think she's a stronger female character. Anyways, I, I I really think she is because she like really like pu- she pushes what she wants. She pushes her narrative and she pushes it along. So my mind goes to Aladdin. I will concede that Hercules has a better OST than Aladdin. It's it's easy. It's very easy. But Aladdin, in my opinion, is the definitive, the definitive Disney princess movie. I think the main character of Aladdin is believable and easy to easy to relate to. I think that Jasmine is better at breaking gender norms and societal norms than Meg. I think Meg is a whiny little B word. A little what? (laughs) And she doesn't go through a character arc. She just says, I'm not in love with Herc. And then there was a song, admittedly a great song. I am in love with Herc. Oh, I'm going to let Herc save me because he loves me. Dude, it's the power of music. It's not, it's not a good character arc. I think that Jafar, while he was not as fun of a villain as Hades, has a better motive because Hades' motive is literally just, they didn't have to write anything for it. It's, I hate the gods on Olympus and I'm going to make their life terrible. And that's... That's fine. Yeah, whatever. No, because you got to understand no, 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 okay. mythology. I, I, I'm saying my piece. I'm saying my piece. Completely <sighs> separate from the source material. I think Aladdin is an overall better moody movie. It has Robin Williams as the genie, one of the best Disney characters of all time. I'll give you that one. So, I I mean, we're never going to see eye to eye this. I no. think it's Aladdin. You think it's Hercules. We're moving on before we start <laughs> actually fighting. This one it might be a little different. Mulan versus The Little Mermaid. I'm going to go Mulan. I am also going to go Mulan. Yeah, I'm go Mulan on that Mulan's one. a great movie. It's women empowerment. Um, I'm really mad about the live action remake because it's not going to be a musical. Um, but, Agreed. You know, you, are you gonna are you gonna um, bleep me out if I curse here? I am. Okay, so Mulan's a bad, <laughs> um, and so she she uh, I don't know. She just like she says, you know what? I, forget the patriarchy. Like I'm gonna do what I need to defend my family and my honor and my people. And like she just like throws the reins on her back and goes and just goes off. Like she literally, she literally. I literally cannot express my love for this movie. Like, The Little Mermaid is is great. I love it for what it is. It's fun. It's awesome. But, like, Mulan just has some grit behind it that you just, like, you can rally behind Mulan. You know, like, she literally gets a whole army to be like, let's go and let's fight. So, like, that always gets me every time. And I'll Make a Man Out of You is one of the best Disney songs of all time. Oh, so good. 
Um, next matchup: Moana versus Alice in Wonderland. Moana, Moana. it's not even, it's not even close. Alice in Wonderland. Moana is incredible. Plus, it's got Lin Manuel Miranda in it. Another probably easy one: Frozen versus Sleeping Beauty. Frozen, Frozen. Frozen We just saw Frozen two. Frozen two. Everyone go see it. It's awesome. Not as good as, not as good as the uh, the uh, prequel. Not as good as the original, but it's it it still hits. It's still still good. It it draws too much on the prequel, but it's still good. Josh Gad is a national treasure. I love Josh Gad. um, Facts as as Olaf is incredible. Um, and Cinderella versus Brave. This is where you might disagree. Ooh, I'm gonna go Brave on this one. I went Cinderella. I think. I'm gonna cin- go Brave. I think. I think I had to go with the classic. Um, Cinderella is just. It, it's. It's a story that's been sold so many times, and it has yet to be told better than the original. I don't. I don't know. I think the the concept of Cinderella. Like, okay, I understand that she. I'm telling you this right now, we're gonna have to talk about these a lot quicker if we're gonna get through them all. She's gonna. I understand that she like has, like, a rough life and, like, her step-family, like, hates her and stuff. But, like, number one, I kind of think for Scottish accents. I just like the way they sound. I think it's awesome. Um, And, like, again, the same thing with Mulan. Throws an entire, like, people on her back and is just like, we're going to do the thing. It gets it. Cinderella's just like, I'm going to whine until these, like, mice give me what I want and this fairy godmother. It's all luck. Brave, she does it on her own. See, I disagree. I think think Cinderella is all about the um, the power of kindness and about how... Because Cinderella is one of the kindest souls, she gets everything Mm. that she deserves. In the nicest way. And but, I, but, I respect... I, I'm not as adamant against you with this with Aladdin Hercules. Right. I respect your decision. Bro, Brave, she throws it on her back. She does do that. Us. Okay. Um, now we're going into the classic division with one that might actually be kind of difficult. Pinocchio versus Bambi. Yeah, bro, Pinocchio. I don't care about <laughs> I, uh, I believe... Yeah. No, I put Bambi. Bro, I don't care about deer. I'm from Southern Maryland. I think Pinocchio... No, Pinocchio, dog. No, this is, this is your bracket. Yeah, Pinocchio. Oh, shoot. shoot. Um... <laughs> I think that Pinocchio overall is just kind of boring. I I, I I appreciate the message. I appreciate the message, and Jiminy Cricket is an amazing character. But okay. I think Bambi overall, it, it was one of the first Disney movies I remember watching, so it, I, this might be nostalgia goggles, but um, it's going to get beat out by the next matchup in the next round because it's the Jungle Book versus Peter Pan. Peter Pan, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love. Wait a minute. I said I the Jungle Book. I love Peter Pan. I think I love Peter Pan. Wow, we are dude. Peter Pan partially because I did it in high school, like as a play. Which so, like, what were you? I wasn't in it. I was. A, I was oh, a, I was kind of uh, hoping you were Mister Smee. <laughs> I was on crew for it, but uh, I was. Uh, some people said I would have been Captain Hook if I was in that show because of based on who we had. But um, it was first of all, it was the first show we ever had flight in our county, like for our high school theater. It was awesome. Um, but number two, like just the message that Peter Pan sends is just like just be a kid. Like you got to understand when things aren't so serious, you just kind of love it, and you can just put that in there. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're talking about Lion King versus Fox. Anyway, no, keep going. Um, so Peter Pan, just like the message it sends, is just like amazing to people of all ages. It's like you got to understand when to be a kid. And when to be an adult. And once you find that balance, you're going to have a great life. Like, like half the time when, like, when, you know, when, like, when we went to brunch last Saturday, oh you guys were just like, oh, let's just, like, let loose. But, like, during the, I mean, this is during the week. But, like, during the week, most of the time, you guys are just like, eh, like, I have work tomorrow. I'm not going to, I know when to be an adult and I know when to be, like, a younger person and just, like, let loose and just, like, scream a little, you know? Honestly, my, my, my main reason for picking the Jungle Book is um, bare necessities. And that's all I will say on the matter. Uh, we're going to move on to The Lion King versus The Fox and the Hound. We don't and, have to talk about this. You know, yeah, Fox and the Hound is a great movie, but come on. Um, Fantasia versus The Sword and the Stone. I'm going to go Fantasia. I'm also going to go Fantasia. Sword and the Stone is a good movie. It just didn't feel like a Disney movie, you know? Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a tale that was told like too, too many times. 
Um, and it, it, I feel like when Disney does that, they like with Tangled, they kind of put their like Disney charm on the Rapunzel story. Yeah. But I don't think they did that with Sword and Stone. No, Fantasia also is just like a, a, a graphic match. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, next matchup is the Lady in the Tramp versus the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm gonna go Hunchback. I also am going Hunchback. I think Quasimodo is an excellent character. The story is Amazing great. Character. And what I love about the movie is yeah. that he doesn't end up with Esmeralda. Yeah, and also just like, I, I hate France, but I'm a sucker for this movie. I don't know it's why. great, dude. I just like, I watch it and I'm like, uh, Claude Frollo is one of the best villains oh, and he has one of the best villain songs. Oh, dude, Hellfire is one of my favorite songs. Such a good it's, it's great. Uh, moving along, we have Dumbo versus the Aristocats. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually have never seen either of these movies. Oh, okay. First impression. What do you think? I'm going to guess the Aristocats. Okay. Um, I have seen both. I hate both of them, but I hate Dumbo less. So Dumbo Because number one, he's called Dumbo. Number two, like, he's like a, what, what is he? Like a, like a. He's a, an elephant. An elephant that flies. Like, yeah. That's, that's he's got a special feather. That sounds stupid, it's fun. dude. That sounds dumb. Um, and for the, <laughs> no, no, no. Two more. Um, this is also easy. Tarzan versus the Rescuers. Tarzan, yep, bro. it's Tarzan. Tarzan. Phil Collins. Phil Collins goes Phil Collins. off. And Ooh. this one was very easy for me, but it's very clearly not going to be that easy for Hunter. 101 Dalmatians no versus Robin Hood. Wait, are we talking, wait, the Disney version of Robin, like the animated like one? Like the Fox, yeah. Oh, 101 Dalmatians. Okay. <laughs> easy. Other version, like the like Russell Crowe's Robin Hood, kind of slapped. Yeah, no, it's I good. I like that one. That was awesome. I honestly just love 101 Dalmatians because we had a computer game when I was growing up. And you got to like paint the paint the uh, 101 Dalmatians to like disguise them from Cruella de Vil. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Um, all right, that's our classic region. We're going to move on to, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to move on to the Pixar region. Um, the first matchup of which is Toy Story versus Cars. What, what do you think? Toy Story, dude. Toy Story, easy. I was honestly a little upset because I love Cars. I think it's a good movie, but it was ranked the lowest, one of the lowest Pixar movies of all time. I feel like at this point, because of the way like Cars 2 and 3 did, people on Rotten Tomatoes are just like doing it dirty because they're like yeah, that's true. hindsight because two is terrible and then three is when like when cars eh. came out it was awesome yeah Owen like, Wilson's amazing. a freaking race car what yeah. do you What? Do you, oh my gosh <laughs> and so Larry cool. the Cable Guy's in it anyways uh, Toy Story is better than cars you don't even need to explain it oh my god next one is oh. Coco versus Monsters Inc oh god and I struggle with this for so long <sighs> but I had to go with Monsters Inc I think Coco is an incredible movie. <coughs> I think Monsters, Inc. and Coco are both masterpieces in what they did. But I like Monsters, Inc. way better. I think Mike Wazowski is a f more fun character. I think Miguel is... I honestly think the worst part of Coco is the main character. I just don't think he... I don't think he's that Ooh, appealing up uh, until the end. I can end. see how he could be a little annoying. I, I don't think he's that. that appealing up until the very end. Um, so yeah, I went with Monsters, Inc. So I'm conflicted. And this is the most time I'll spend on a topic. Of these these films, um, Coco I think does a great job of emphasizing family, and I think that that's what's important in like anything is like family over everything. You need your family, and that's your base, that's your foundation. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a good family tie, like you're not going to do well in anything that you do. And I'm sorry if you disagree with me, but that's the way it is. Monsters Inc. However, molds of my personal philosophy of making everybody well. It's kind of ironic, but it make everybody happy. Um, because that's the ultimate end goal of the movie is mm -hmm. to like, the, you, the joy in people comes from the joy in yourself, right? And the joy in making other people happy. And that's something that I strive for every single day. And I struggle with this because like, one's a musical and Coco music slaps. Mm -hmm. That movie, mm -hmm. that music's amazing. It does. 
but I'm going to have to dethrone it and go with my. Oh that's, man, we did my, it. We did it. That's my personal philosophy is what that movie talks about. And it's also a classic. I watched it a million times growing up. All right. Um, this one might be a little easier up versus the Incredibles two. Oh, I love the Incredibles two. You're going to pick the Incredibles two over up that movie's message. I am oh my upset with you. I, okay. I've seen up once or twice. It's fine. The Incredibles two as a, as a, as a political statement, it's unbelievable. It's great, and it's a good sequel. Story to, no, it's not even. Good, that's a standalone film. Coming, coming. Okay, Up is a masterpiece. It made me cry in the first ten minutes of the freaking movie. That's how good it was. And in the, the, watching Carl Fredrickson grow up over the course of the movie was incredible. Up is. Oh my god! I'm honestly mad that you just I picked Incredibles two over Up. I could talk. We're going to talk for days about this afterwards. Um. Okay. Next matchup is Toy Story three versus A Bug's Life. Yeah, do it. Yep. Toy Story Toy three. Story yeah. Three, yep. A Bug's Life is a great movie, but Toy Story three is. I also cried yep. at the end of Toy Story three. Yeah. Um. The next one is Inside Out versus Wally. Interesting matchup. Um. Look with Inside Out. I also pick just Inside I, Out just because I like the way the human brain works. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting concept. <clears throat> I also think it's it's really it's really a good message um, that uh, sadness that sadness is important and you don't need to be happy all the time. Yeah, like to, sadness can yeah. have an impact on your well being. Yeah, you, you don't know? need to be happy all the time to be good. Wally, we love the Earth, but like you know. Yeah, yeah, and also, dude, when Bing Bong di- spoiler alert, when Bing Bong died in the pit of forgotten yeah. memories, oh my god, take Riley to the moon for me. Whew. Um, the next matchup, I think Hunter has always already decided, my, Finding Nemo versus Monsters University. Dude, Ellen DeGeneres. It's yeah. very clearly Finding yeah, Nemo. Yeah. I don't even need to talk about it. And oh. this one might be a little difficult for Hunter. It wasn't oh. hard for me. The Incredibles versus Ratatouille. Fun fact, my roommate can't pronounce Ratatouille. She calls it Ratatouille. Which um, one is that? Sassy. <laughs> Sassy. Does she love, listen to this? Loves, um, Amelia will probably make her once she hears it. Yeah, this. all right. I, I love Sassy. <laughs> um, Sassy, the way you pronounce it is just fine. It's wrong. Um... I'm gonna go with the Incredibles because I love that franchise. It's death. it's a I better movie. Amazing. I think Ratatouille is incredible, but ooh shoot, I messed up the spreadsheet. Bro. Hang on, hang on. Okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. Um, next one is Bro, Toy Story Two. <laughs> Toy Story Two versus <laughs> The Good Dinosaur, which somehow got rated higher than Cars, and it is one of the worst movies I've ever the seen. The heck is planes? And we're going on to the modern era. Um, I think. Hunty Z- has already Zootopia said it. Zootopia is one of my favorite Disney movies ever. Zootopia versus Planes. I love that Planes was a Cars ripoff that Disney tried to make without Pixar. Oh, oh that's right. And it oh, did not right. work. So Zootopia yeah. was just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk more about that when it's actually up against something that could beat it. Um, this one are two kind of obscure Disney movies. Treasure Planet versus Meet the Robinsons. I'm going to go Treasure Planet. You're gonna go. I went with Meet the Robinsons. I, I really like the aesthetic of Treasure Planet. The I think Treasure Planet. I think the, the design the, and, of it, I think it's awesome. I think the animation is pretty cool, but I think Meet the Robinsons overall is an incredible movie. I think uh, Boog is one of the funniest villains of all time. That oh. scene where he's like walking through the his school and they're just like, "Oh, cool backpack. Hey, you want to hang out my uh, at my well, house I, later?" And he's like, "They hated me. That's so relatable." I also think that um, you know I was compared to a Meet the Robinsons character last semester thanks to you. You did look and like that kid, my buddy Andrew Nash. Um, so I'm automatically biased. Shout out Andrew Nash. Um, next matchup is Wreck-It Ralph versus Atlantis, The Lost Empire. <sighs> Atlantis is one of my childhood movies. I gotta go with it. You gotta well, go with Atlantis. Yeah. Well, uh, no Atlantis. I uh, love Atlantis. I also watched Atlantis growing up, but Atlantis. I'm going with quality over nostalgia here. And Wreck-It Ralph <sighs> is a Atlantis. much better movie. I loved Atlantis. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet versus Brother oh, Bear. Oh, Brother Bear. Really? Man. Yes, I loved Brother Bear. Oh, dude, that movie is trash. Oh, it's not true at all. Oh my god. It's Brother Bear is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love watching it. I'll get hooked in every time. Oh, my God. Dude, Home on the Range? 
What other movie? Lilo and Stitch versus Home on the Range. I already know. Lilo and Stitch is better, but Home on the Range slaps. I'm, and you I'm, heard it here first. I'm moving Lilo and Stitch because, of course. Lilo and Stitch also had a really good animated series. They did. Yeah, that was yeah, really they did. good. You know who needs a series? Brother Bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to make Joe the new host of this podcast. No! Um, <laughs> the next one I really hope is not hard for you. Bolt versus Chicken Little. Bro, Chicken Little. Are Chicken you Little. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I, I was about to be very upset with you. <laughs> Um, Bolt is a much better movie. John Travolta is incredible. Isn't Miley Cyrus the girl in that movie? I think so. Yeah, that was weird. But she's a weird cast. Um, another one that should be easy: The Emperor's New Groove versus Nomeo and Juliet. Pull the lever, Kronk. Pull the lever, Kronk. The Emperor's New Groove also had a really good series. An amazing movie and series. Oh That's my god, The Emperor's the New School. Oh, I loved seen. it. Pull the lever, Kronk. Um, and a lot good spinoff series. What was the second one? Emperor's New Groove, the series. And Kronk. Kronk has That's right. That's right. He did have a series. Oh, That's correct. I need to watch this. All right. Pull Joe has just lever, informed me that Kronk. Kronk, that Kronk had a series of his own, and now I need to watch it. He was a it. scoutmaster. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, and the last matchup, which features one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, and also one of the worst Disney movies of all time, Big Hero 6 versus Mars Needs Moms. Okay, so... If you have any debate on this, I'm going to hit I don't have a debate on this, but I feel like I should pick Mars Need Moms just to piss you off. Mm. But because I didn't know it was even a Disney movie, I'm going to pick Big Hero 6. I did did like that movie. Big Hero 6, for multitude of reasons, it's adorable. Um, Baymax is one of the cutest creatures I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, What else? Why else is Big Hero 6 incredible? It's just better than Mars Need Moms Yeah, I know, but I want to talk about why it's my favorite. Because like the whole thing with Tadashi made me really sad. The twist villain was actually pretty good. Um, and like, I don't know, man, just the ending when he's in the, in the portal realm and then he gets shot off. Oh my God, I love the hero sick. And yeah. Stanley dude has a cameo in it. And, uh, it, Rip Stanley, Rip Stanley. Um, okay. So we have, that's the longest this segment will ever be. Yeah. We have finished the round of 64. The very first round we have our, uh, round of 32 selected. Um, we have already sent out a form where you can vote on uh, the round of 64. If you're listening and you haven't heard it, uh, text me or Hunter and yell at us and we will give it to you because yeah. we need all the data that we can because I want to prove to Hunter that Aladdin is better than Hercules. Hercules is better. <laughs> um, and to end off this podcast very quickly, um, we're going to give our NFL recap. And the reason I say very quickly is because nothing has changed. That's very true. Um, the Redskins are officially out of the playoff race. It sucks. Um, sorry. Both with the Redskins loss and the Eagles win, somehow pulling it out, which, uh, you know, I didn't have high hopes, but I'm just glad glad now because we're going to get a higher uh, higher draft pick. Um, If you had to pick, you know, I'll just say this. If you had to pick today, today, the Super Bowl matchup and the winner, who would it be? Because everything else has pretty much stayed the same. I feel I feel like I'm on the spot because there's a guy in a Lamar Jackson jersey. Watching yeah, Joe Joe's next to us um, watching the Ravens game right now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm still going to stick with what I stuck with the uh, the last time we talked, not on the podcast. I'm going to go with Seahawks Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think just just because even though Lamar is fast, Lamar is unbelievably good. Um, we've already seen him. I think that has a lot. That has a lot of a lot of lot to do with it. Um, like when when you see one team once, you know. Look at the uh, the Giants and the Patriots in 2007-8, right? Um, they saw them once in Week 17. Then four weeks later, they saw them in the Super Bowl and beat them. They knew, they knew the formula. They got it. Lamar, unbelievably good. But I think the Seahawks, A, plan for mobile quarterback every week and can beat Lamar Jackson. Well, they can do their best with Lamar Jackson. Um, and I think that like we have a, a decent shot at just running the gauntlet in the NFC playoffs because we start with probably the Cowboys and the Eagles, and we're probably just – going to beat whoever it is, hopefully, fingers crossed. 
and then just run all the way to the to the at least the NFC Championship game. I think I don't know. I'm this is you know kind of like a few fireballs in me, me saying that I really hope they do. But that, that's my honest. I think that'll be the most fun Super Bowl. I agree. With that, I think yes. that would be an awesome game to watch. What do you What do you think? I think talk that, a little loud so we can pick you okay. up. Okay, hello, I'm way over here. <laughs> so I think that as a Ravens homer, my opinion is a bit skewed, but. I think that the Ravens are unstoppable right now. I don't think there's a single defense that's figured us out. I don't think there will be a single defense that'll figure us out, considering we've already played like the four best defenses in the league and we've run all over them. That's true. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people are comparing the Ravens to the Chiefs last year, which is fair. But I think that defense we have a much stronger better. defense yeah. and much stronger special teams. And I think we'll find our way to the Super Bowl. And I think that it's going to be against the 49ers because they're the only team that I have seen that has a consistently excellent defense, a consistently good enough offense. They put up 46 on the Saints defense, which is hard. It's true. And they brought us to the wire. And I think if that game was played in San Francisco, it probably would have gone their way. So I think that it's going to be the 49ers and the Ravens in a repeat of 2012. Wow. Will, there, will there be a power outage? Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. The blackout bowl. I mean, that actually worked against us yeah, in the last yeah, year. So hopefully not, actually. Well, I think, okay, so if the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl instead of the Ravens, I will sit on this couch and root for the. I will wear a Ravens jersey with you. I'll hold you to that. I will wear it with you. I will hold you to I have that. nothing against the Ravens, even though they kicked our teeth out a couple weeks ago. But if they make it to the Super Bowl and play the 49ers, I will sit here and get drunk with you and root actively against the 49ers. Amazing. Actually, if anybody else but the Seahawks make the Super Bowl the Ravens do, I will root with you. But only the 49ers will I wear a jersey. What do you think? Okay. Both of you are going to are gonna hate me. This man's going to come out with, like, Packers versus, like, Patriots. No, 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 no. Like okay, so saying this now, the Patriots are at an all-time low. The fact that they're making the playoffs at all kind of upsets me, and they're going to lose first round. Probably. Um, you mean, they're going to have a bye first round. round. Well, they're, yeah. they're going to lose their first round. They're going to lose their first game. This is what I always – God, I hate you guys. Um, I really think – and this is me – this isn't me, like, putting in any kind of, like, analytics here. This is me just putting on a tinfoil hat. I don't think the Ravens are going to make the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that because I don't want them to, and I'm not saying that because I don't, like, think they have the talent to – I just, I keep hearkening back to Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott's uh, rookie season where they seemed like they were dominating the um, regular season. They lost two games in the regular season and then lost in the second round of playoffs um, because they, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just, I understand that Lamar Jackson is the clear choice to the MVP. I think he's going to change the game for years to come, especially in Baltimore and overall. And I would not be surprised if in the next f- six years, the Ravens win three out of the next six Super Bowls. I would not be surprised. Let me finish. However, I really think out of the AFC, it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. I'm just kidding. No. no, absolutely not. The Buffalo Bills are not. If the Buffalo Dad, Bills don't listen to this podcast, if the Buffalo Bills actually make it to the, if there's no way they're going to make it 
minimum, maximum divisional round. That's it. If a team is going to make it to the Super Bowl other than the um, than the Baltimore, than the Baltimore Ravens, it is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. That is my hot take of today. I disagree. It's my hot take of today. I disagree. And and in the NFC, if it's not like the NFC, like Cowboys slash Eagles, neither of them are yeah. gonna they're gonna, they're gonna lose. lose in the wild card. They're gonna lose. They're terrible. <laughs> if it's not the Seahawks, I'm going Saints, baby. I'm going Saints all the way. I never count out Drew Brees. I never counted out. This is, like I said, this is not me analyzing anything. I'm not a very good analyst. I don't like look at the previous stats. This is me to put on my tinfoil hat. I think that the Ravens are going to crack under the pressure. I don't think. I think that they will make it to the AFC Division Championship and not win. So, so you're calling a Saints? I'm calling Chiefs? a Saints Chiefs Super Bowl, bro. And I bro. request five dollars from you if I'm correct. If I will I'll give ta- you I will, fifty, I will gladly take that five dollars. Fifty American right, dollars. Cool. I will take that five. So here's the thing. I think that the just real real quick. I think the 49ers are like the um, who, who do we talk about? The, the Dallas. I think the 49ers are the Dallas Cowboys of a couple years back. I think they're like really good for the schedule they have and who they play. Like the Seahawks, like on any given Sunday can lose. Like we always say, any given Sunday, any team can lose. But like the Seahawks, legitimately, any given Sunday can lose a game. Like to anybody, they barely beat the one in twelve Bengals. Okay, like barely. Um, so I think that you know, it's a, it's. I think it's a. Um, I think they're the most primed to like have a letdown in the playoffs. I think the Ravens are just too hard to beat. Like, that quarterback is unbelievable, and that defense is looking better and better every week. It's crazy. So, I, I think the Saints could make the Super Bowl. I don't see anybody else but the Ravens getting there. So, if the Chiefs and the Saints make it there, I will pay you five bucks. I will literally will gladly hand it over. I, uh, I have a question before we move along to uh, Atlanta's plane. Um, uh, who did the Ravens play last week? The Bills. What was the final score of that game? Bills, the Bills weren't in it until the last two minutes. 24, hey, hey, hey. 24-17. What have we said about the Bills since, like, week six? They're the most fake 9-4 and four team in the NFL. And they hung with the Ravens. I'm not saying it's likely. No, I'm no, saying it's possible. I don't know. And that's where I'll end this. We're going to move on into our very last segment we call Crisis Averted. We're going to send some love to the people that deserve it. Um, Joe, you're our special guest. If you oh, want to yeah. shout out somebody, if you, you think somebody first. deserves some love, if you're happy for somebody this yeah. week, uh, why don't you tell them right now? I'm going to shout out my beautiful girlfriend, Shelby. Who does not listen to this podcast. Shelby! (laughs) She just finished up a tough semester at Pennsylvania State University. And I am incredibly proud of her. And she did amazing. And she's the best. And now she gets to relax for a couple months. And this is Joe going... I love my girlfriend, and I haven't told her enough today. Hunter, who do you who do you have to oh, send some love God. to? Um, I want to send some love to my amazing roommates, who eventually will listen to this podcast, but don't love me enough. Um, Amelia, Ali, and all oh, this sweet, nice dude. Um, there's a six for nine third down conversion. Um, so my amazing roommates, Amelia, Ali, and Ceci, I love you all to death, and I love all the movies we watch together. We're gonna watch a lot over winter break. It's gonna be amazing. Um, and I'm going to send all the love to all my Terps out there who are currently studying for finals. I have one on Saturday that I should be studying for, but instead I am drinking beverages with my lovely buddy Derek and the wonderful Joseph Pizzula watching football instead. So love you guys. 
Uh, I have a few people I want to shout out. Um, obviously, uh, my as Joe did, my beautiful girlfriend Katie. Joe and I, Joe and I also date basically the same person. Uh, we have to put that out there. Um, Katie has. I got to surprise Katie on Tuesday with um, a with a Kudoba dinner that she didn't know I was bringing her. So that was really fun. Let it be known I helped. He did help, and I appreciate <laughs> Hunter with all of my heart. Um, I want to shout out Hunter because he, this we got to actually film like a live episode of the podcast, yeah. which might not ever happen for the next few months. Um, yeah, right. Can can I expose you right now? Can can we talk about our possible future plans? Sure. Yeah. yeah so Hunter Hunter is applying to grad school, and if uh, he decides yeah. to go to the University of Maryland for grad school, he's if thinking. I, if I get in, if he gets in, he's yeah. thinking about moving up here with us, and that would do. We have a live podcast every other week, son. Potentially. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Um, I want to send some love to happens. my coworker Ilias, uh, even though I know he doesn't listen to this, but he just found out today. Uh, that after a few attempts, he passed the professional engineer exam. He's officially a licensed PE in the um, District of Columbia, so I'm very proud of him. That's really awesome to do. Congrats. Um, and I want to give some love to, like Hunter said, uh, all our Terps out there all, um, who are studying for finals, and also all those graduating, specifically the most beautiful man we have ever met, Connor Fountain. Connor Fountain. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you for listening to Quarter Life Prices Episode 5. I am Drek here with Hunty and the lovely Joe Pazula. We will catch you on the flip side. Hey, um, my bad. I, I meant to shout out our boy, uh, Matt, Matt Likeman, for providing us with this mic and making us sound all crystal clear. Thank you so much, Matt, and uh, thank you for listening to Quarter Life Crisis.